praise you this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus, I come before your throne. I thank you, oh God, that you will anoint the ears and open the hearts of each and every person to hear this message today and those that may hear it at a later date. I ask that you would help me, oh God. Make preaching easy for me. Increase in me that I may decrease, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are the one that one that's very teaching. And so this evening I pray that they will hear my voice, but it's going to be you who's speaking. And I give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' holy name we say, thank you, God, and amen. If you're ready for the Lord, give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. So last week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recap on some things about last week, but we're going to bring this message a little bit. We're going to shift things because this message that we spoke last week, we talked about hearing, believing, and speaking. And so, but then I want to look at something. So we're going to start off in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 23 and 24. Matthew 11, 23, and 24. It is a very familiar scripture to most Bible readers. Amen. They all know this scripture, even though some people quote this scripture, but they don't really believe this scripture. But we got to begin to believe, because when we begin to believe it, we are going to begin to speak it. Amen. And don't forget that there's power in your mouth. Jesus said, it's not you who is but it's the greater one that lives on the inside of you. And Mark, Mark chapter 11 and verse 23 and 24, this is what the Bible says. Reading to you today from the New King James Version, it says, verse 23 says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever thing you say when you pray, everybody said, believe. 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 He said, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And that's what we did when we were praying for the radio spark. I said, I know people don't let go in spots that easy because they don't. And so I just said, okay, I'm going to believe God.
we look at Noah. Starting with Noah. The Bible tells us about what, what, about what Noah did. Noah and his family were involved in a project and were some, were, there were some challenges that they faced. According to Genesis chapter 6 and verse 14, and I'm going to look at that really quickly. Genesis chapter 14 and verse 6. Look what the Bible says. It says, Genesis chapter 14 and verse. Am I saying that right? No, I'm sorry, 6 and 14. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 14. Look what it says. It says, And God, verse 13 says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through, through them, and indeed I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make the ark. But I just wanted to talk about God gave Noah a command. God told Noah to build an ark. You've got to understand, God, what do you mean to build an ark? It has never rained before. What are you talking about, God? Yes. Noah strengthened his back and stretched his aching muscles. He pictured him seated on the broad wooden bench, taking a moment rest from his work, and he looked over and the, and over the immense structure of the ark. The pungent smell of the hot tar what was in the air. The sound of woodworking tools reverberated from where it sat. Noah could see his sons and his sons' wives. Why? As they put forth an effort to help him build his ark so that he can do this project that God has given him. You must understand the project took 120 years. Yes. The people of the region talked of them that they were fools. They looked at them like they were fools. It's like, what are these fools doing? Why are they building a boat in the middle of nowhere? It's never right. There is no ocean anywhere nearby. These must be a bunch of crazy people. The very talk of the devil that would cover the whole earth, the disaster that Noah kept warning them about seems so far-fetched, so preposterous, they could hardly believe that a man that a man would waste his life and that the lives of his family is such a foolish endeavor. However, Noah's God saw the man in a very different light. Noah heard the word of God. Noah did what God said. Noah believed the word of God. Noah went forth and he stepped forth to do the work. And guess what? Noah and his family are the only ones that were saved during the flood. When we hear the word, we've got to believe the word. And when we believe the word, we begin to do the word. James 1 and 22 say, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. So today, when I look around, I look, Noah grew up in a world that was rapidly growing from bad to worse, as it is 
it says, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we can't just stop there. We have to follow through. He said, as it is written, I have, what did I say? What did I say? Romans what? Romans 10 and 7. 10 and 17. Excuse me. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Hallelujah. Thank you. It says, it says, for then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But then we got to know that we heard the word. You know, many people say to me all the time that I have delayed reaction. You may say something to me today and I may not come back to you until three days later. And then I will respond. And that's because I have thought everything what you said and I have prayed about it. I've thought it through. And so when I come back, I will give you an answer that is not only going to come from me, but it's going to come from the Spirit of the living God. Because that's how I operate. I trust in Him in all my ways. I will leave it to my own understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge Him. Lord, what were they saying to me? What do I need to respond to them? How do I respond to this? as we walk this walk. Because when I look at the Amplified, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17, all scripture is God breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instructions, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration, and obedience for training in righteousness. Amen. Learning to live in conformity to God's will, with publicly and privately, behaving honorable with personal integrity and moral courage. So what is all of this? Well, if we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, then we now have to believe the word. And if you believe the word, then you begin to live the word. You begin to walk it out. Glory be to God. So, in order for us to have mountain-moving faith, we have to make sure that we are going to disciple first yourself. You got to make, you, God will give you a desire. You have to discipline yourself. You have to ask, you have to make a decision that you're going to accept that desire that God placed in your heart. Amen? Amen. I call it the four Ds. Desire, decision, discipline, and dependability on the Holy Spirit. So, what am I saying? I'm saying this to make sure that we understand that the Old Testament is prophetically and the New Testament is historically. So let's focus on the main three points that I said I'm going to show you. I spoke about these last week, but I need to bring them forth again because, like I said, I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to mention it again. According to the book of Acts chapter 7 and verse 10, when you begin to do, you make up your mind that I'm going to accept the word that God has given me. Yes, Noah, I don't see no rain. I've never seen rain in my life. But because God is omniscient, 
the word heal that man. And so, when we, we gotta make sure that, because if you come and you pray for somebody and you have doubt in your heart, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Ain't nothing gonna happen. You have to believe first. And then when they see that you believe, they believe. Yeah. And the man, Paul was preaching so good, and the man was set. His face was like a flint on Paul. And Paul saw the man. He must have saw him swerving and moving because the word has a tendency to do this to you. Glory be to God. Yeah. And he says, stand up on your feet. And the man got healed. We must use our discernment. The crippled man heard God's word preached. It is clear that hearing the word produces faith in his heart. Amen. And so when we look at this, we begin to understand that we cannot just be um, microwave Christians. We cannot just be, that's not what I want to say, but I want to say this. But we cannot be Christians. Christians. We, we cannot be limp-wristed Christians. We got to be strong followers of Jesus Christ. We got to make a decision that we know that there is a God. He said, you got to first believe that he is before you can even come. That's right. That's right. So, we know that he is. Then we got to believe that his word is a lie and that his word is true. I wish you would stop smoking. He said, I would if I could. 
He said, I said, would you like me to pray for you? He said, yes. And I snatched his hand. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take authority over this nicotine demon. I said, get on him. That's radical. God is looking for a people that's willing to obey Him. God is looking for a people that's made up their mind. That we're not going to just hear the word, but we are going to believe the word. And we're going to apply the word to our lives daily. Daily. So today, as I said, we come to come to that place. Um, I didn't even get to where I wanted to show you, but after we believe, after we hear, and we believe, then we got to speak. Second Corinthians said, it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe, and therefore speak. What is the spirit of faith? The spirit of faith means faith does not exist, except it's, it's a gift. The spirit of faith. Who is the spirit of faith? The Holy Spirit. So we got to make sure that we understand. Just as we call him the spirit of life, and we call him the spirit of holiness, he's also the spirit of faith. And as I close this message, as I said, Jesus went and he spoke over Lazarus' grave. He did not go there with doubt. He went up and he said, thank you, Father. I always remember to thank God first. Even you don't see it yet. He said, thank you, Father. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. Hands and head bound up. But guess what? He came forth. There was four miracles that happened at the grave of Lazarus. One day, maybe I'll preach and tell you about them. But God is looking for a group of people that's willing to do as he said. We got to be like Abraham. We Yes, Abraham made a lot of mistakes. Yes, Noah made mistakes, glory to God. But none of us are perfect. The only perfect person that ever walked on the face of the earth is Jesus. And he's now sitting at the right hand of the Father. Yes. Yes. We got to make sure that we do not sell ourselves too cheap. We got to make sure that we hear the word, believe the word, and speak the word every chance that you get. Don't ever operate in doubt. If you operate in doubt, you are short-circuiting yourself. Anyone that operates in doubt is short-circuiting himself. So today, I pray that you've heard something that will give you an opportunity to embrace and come closer to Jesus, trusting in him. In Jesus' name, give God some praise if you receive anything.